The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. And he did and the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house! Sideline! Pylon! Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. All right, what's up? We're back. It's the Punt and Pass podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler, joined as always by my co-host, Aaron Murray. Aaron, I keep saying it. It's the offseason. It's sad times. We're stuck watching college basketball. We all had to suffer through the NBA All-Star game last weekend, which was almost impossible to watch, but... We did it somehow, but of course, we're bringing a fresh episode of the Punt and Pass podcast to all of our listeners, and Aaron, I got some good news. When this thing goes live, we will go over 200,000 downloads for the Punt and Pass podcast, so shout out to everybody who listens, shout out to you, Aaron, and I'll give a shout out to myself as well. We have a fun episode. We're going to talk about a way too early top 25 that was posted on after signing day. We'll get into that. QB rankings, QB power rankings coming up this season for all of college football were posted. We're going to talk about that. A little Johnny Manziel, Baker Mayfield talk. And then the granddaddy today is if your SEC team was a cryptocurrency. All right. Everybody (laughs) loves crypto. Aaron Murray is a crypto genius. He's rich. He's got all of his money tied up in it. He's going to let us know if your SEC football team was a cryptocurrency. Which one would it be? So this would be a fun episode. Thanks for tuning in. Aaron, what's going on, dude? Uh, much, man. Definitely missing football season right now, but I loved your little message earlier today. So I'm, I'm driving, just got done playing a little fetch with the dogs, got a little lunch, and all of a sudden I get a little text from Drew. Hey, I got an idea for the podcast. Let's get a little cryptocurrency in here tonight. And I got, Everybody got, got my crypto. juices flowing. First off, my, just to get everything clear, it's not the whole savings. It's a small amount. Just it's like going to Vegas. You go, you take I what just you went. feel comfortable. <laughs> you take what you feel comfortable losing, and if you lose, you lose it. You win, you win big. So you know, so it's just like me going to Vegas. So I'm probably the same amount of money you lost in Vegas is how much I'll lose in in Bitcoin at the end of the day. We could probably argue that figure. We'll let people guess that one. But I think what you did is you put like Sharon's engagement ring funds into cryptocurrency. And then when it it explodes, you can get her a super nice one. So Sharon, you better hope that things go right. Am I right or am I wrong on that one? Listen, I'm going to stay neutral because she likes to listen to these shows. So (laughs) I don't want to give it away yet. We're not going to I don't want to get excited if there's like a big boom all of a sudden in her mind. It's like, oh, Baby, yeah, we're going to sell, we're going, sell, we're sell. Going shopping. 
All right, cool. So, as always, you guys can reach us at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler13, and Aaron is at AaronMurray11. We always love hearing from you and interacting with everybody who listens. Let's dive into this way-too-early top 25. Again, this was posted after signing day, so a couple of weeks ago. And the usual suspects are at the top three. Teams, Aaron, that you and I covered in depth all of last year. And I'm going to give you kind of my sneaky team, a team that I'm really starting to really look at, even though it's late February. But number one is the Clemson Tigers. Clemson obviously lost to Alabama in the semifinal game of the Sugar Bowl last season, but they return a lot. They did not necessarily lose as much as an Alabama did or as much as a Georgia did. They still have Kelly Bryant. They got some studs back on defense. I don't think many of their coaches at all less. So Clemson comes in at number one, good or bad that the ACC is on top going into yet another season. Uh, Indifferent. I mean, this is the reason why it's called way too early top 25. I mean, these ratings are just for, for us and for fans to kind of get excited about the potential of you know, my team had a great recruiting class. My team has X amount of starters back, but if I want to look, just kind of scrolling through the top 10 a little bit, the team that, that gets me a little bit excited and, and I was a little bit high in them last year. Uh, I'm a fan of Jake Browning. I think he's a very accurate quarterback. He doesn't have the the size. He doesn't have the rifle arm. That's going to wow you. Uh, but he's has the ability to be accurate He's been consistent year in and year out. And, and last year might not have been his best year, but he still led the team to a 10-3 record, 7-2 in the Pac-12. So and you look at them, they got eight starters back on offense, nine starters back on defense. They have a solid defense. You have a starting quarterback who will be going to another year. So I like them. I like Washington and, and not a very strong Pac-12. Yeah. But, you know, a good sign is that the SEC does have two of the top three, obviously, with Georgia at number three and then Alabama at number two. But these top three, it comes down to recruiting. And these guys, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, these past three, four, five years have been the top of recruiting. These guys are somehow finding the ability to get these these five-star recruits. And when someone was asked me the other day, you know, if you're a five-star, w- would you want to go to one of these schools? And my suggestion was, or my thoughts were, I'm a competitor. And in my mind, and and talking to guys like Fields and all these other top recruits, they don't care who's there. No, you know, you're not worried about who's there. You're worried about who's coming behind you. So they love the competition and that's only going to make you better. That's going to make the guy in front of you better. That's going to make the guy coming in behind you even better. When you got five stars with those type of personalities that man, I don't care. I'm going to beat them out. I'm going to grind. I'm here to compete. So that's why these teams are at the top of the list right now. But uh, a lot has to do, like I alluded to who, who has who back. Yeah. And a lot is it's the quarterback who, has a quarterback back from last year, a stud who had a great year, and Clemson has a guy back. Alabama has a guy back. Georgia has a guy back. Uh, Washington has a guy back. I mean, these top teams, the majority of them have a name, uh, definitely a guy that you recognize at the quarterback position. For sure. Uh, Washington comes in at number six. You mentioned Jake Browning. They do also have Miles Gaskin coming back. I can't buy into him yet. Again, this is way too early. You mentioned the Pac-12's week. I get that. But when push comes to shove late in the season, I will not be buying Washington. That is for sure. Okay, so you said Alabama comes in at number two. And then you, again, mentioned that these rankings are based off of a lot of things. Last season, the recruiting season that just finished up, 
Bama lost a lot, but what do they do? They don't rebuild. They reload. Calvin Ridley's gone. Minka Fitzpatrick, one of my favorite college football players ever, he's gone. Deshaun Hand, the defensive end, he's gone. But I think most importantly, Aaron, the coaches that left, their offensive coordinator, yet again, gone. Their defensive coordinator, Jeremy Pruitt, again, gone. And it showed in recruiting. They finished with the sixth nationally ranked class this year. Alabama's used to having that kind of turnover, but with the senior leadership that they lost, the coaching that they lost, it remains to be seen. Again, I'm not doubting them at all. They're at number two. It's exactly where they should be. Georgia checks in at number three, Aaron. And when you look at their key losses, man, it, I mean, the best thing about Georgia next year is their schedule is absolute trash. Okay, they've got an away game at LSU. They got to go to Jacksonville to play Florida. And that is seriously about it. But listen to these names that they lost. Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, Isaiah Wynn, Roquan Smith, Trenton Thompson, Lorenzo Carter, Davin Bellamy. I mean, they lost Cameron Nice like the Ponder. They lost Dominic Sanders. Dude, these guys were seniors. They were leaders. They were playmakers. Georgia's got a lot of... A lot to make up. Thankfully, they're going to be playing yeah, but that's, that's, terrible football teams. It's it's a good thing when you can name that many star players on your For football sure. team. That just means that you're you're one recruiting extremely well, and two that you're you're, you're building to these guys. You're, you're coaching them well because there's plenty of these teams that can get top talent. But what do you do with them when you're on campus? Do you build them to the ability to then eventually be? Uh, great leaders as a junior and a senior, and then eventually be a first round pick, a second round third pick, a third round pick. So uh, th- that's the key. You know, these coaches know how to develop. And 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 going back to your point about Alabama, it, it, it's still Nick Saban, and he's still kind of he has his hand on everything, whether it's the offense, whether it's the defense. I mean, he's the one pretty much dictating for sure what's going on. Lord, I'm Lord you, Saban, as I call him, Lord. When Saban. it's third and one and third and two, you know the offensive coordinator, no matter who it is is get on the headset with Nick saying, hey, what do you want to do right here? Yeah. It's 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 his call. It, he's the complete dictator of that football team right now. He always will be. He always has been and he always will be. So assistant coaches will continually come and go at Alabama because they will continually win. And people want a guy from uh, who's been under Saban, a guy who's learned the the scheduling, the, the process, the practices. So he'll continually get cherry picked for coaches just like Belichick does. Uh, in New England, it's a, it's an honor to be a coach under him. You're going to learn a lot, and then you're going to be a head coach in two or three years afterwards. Yep. So he understands it. It's not his first rodeo. So he'll pick someone and make make sure they'll know from day one that hey, listen. And then the day when push comes to shove, and it's like I said, third and one, third and two, offense or defense. That's going to be my call. All right, rounding out the top twenty-five. Mississippi State's at 20, new head coach. I mean, Nick Fitzgerald's a really good quarterback, but I am not going to buy them in the SEC West. At 23 is LSU. Obviously, they retained Ed Orgeron. They finished the season on an okay note. They lost to Notre Dame, right? Didn't they lose Notre Dame in their bowl game? Listen, the only so. good thing, yeah, they did. The, the one good thing that LSU did lose is Danny Etling. Yes. God, he was terrible. And I called that he had, preseason. He I had a couple of good games. He had, he had a couple of good games, um, but just, uh, he just, he wasn't, he wasn't, wasn't my thing. But for them, it once again, can they find a quarterback? I, no. I tell you what, I'll just say no. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Matt Menberger, Zach Menenberger did a fine job for him back in 2013. Yeah. But it, other than that, I mean, they just have not had success. Them in Florida, with all the talent that surrounds those guys at the skill position, have not found a guy 
at the quarterback position. I tell you what, if they had a quarterback, a decent quarterback, I guarantee they'd be in the top 10, maybe top five, because there's so much talent there at LSU. It's just you don't have a gunslinger back out there at quarterback. Okay, so you said quarterback, right? And obviously we've been talking about coaches a lot, which leads me to my two dark horses this season, one in the East, one in the West. The one in the East, my dark horse in the East, and it may not even really be a dark horse because the East is so down, is number 25 in this preseason poll, South Carolina. Why? Because they have Jake Bentley coming back. A little bit of quarterback continuity. They've got Will Muschamp still at the helm. A little bit of head coaching consistency. And they've got Debo Samuel coming back. Debo will be healthy. He was playmaker of the year in the SEC in 2017 until he broke his leg. My other dark horse, Aaron, this one's in the West. And again, not really a dark horse, but it goes back to that head coach and that quarterback position and it's Auburn. Jarrett Stidham getting his second season under his belt in the SEC. Gus Malzahn getting that fat contract extension. I think Auburn can make things interesting yet again, but watch out for these two teams, Auburn and South Carolina. Which one do you like better out of the two? Auburn comes in at 14, South Carolina at 25. I mean, I like Auburn. I was high on Auburn last year. I agree. Stidham back. I think Stidham was really impressive last year. He had a rocky start to the season. You saw him progress throughout the season, got more comfortable in the offense. And and really, they didn't have the best receivers. Uh, they got a lot of guys back, some guys with more uh, more timing down with Stidham where they're kind of on the same page now. And, and like I said, they got better as the season went on. But uh, they're still in the West. You still have to play yeah. Alabama. You still have to play LSU. It just uh, is what you it still, is. And then you, and then you still have to play Georgia. Yeah. So that that's a difficulty where then you flip it now and say South Carolina – you're playing in a weaker conference on the SEC East. You're playing – got to play Georgia. You have to play Florida, who I do think will be a better football team this year. But it goes back to the quarterback play, and I love watching Jake Bentley play. Yeah. He's he's a fun quarterback to, to watch. He's a playmaker. Him along with Debo Samuel, who, like you alluded to, is probably going to be – the best player in the SEC, if not one of the best, before he hurt his foot. I think he had six total touchdowns in three games before getting injured. So you throw those guys in there, uh, I, I think they're a very good football team. I mean, they had a great record last year, 9-4. So I like South Carolina a bit better just because the East is yeah. down and they don't, have to, they don't have to face all those big-time guys. I like that. Just wait, though. Everybody write this down. It is February 21st as we record this podcast. I guarantee you, Aaron, when we are at SEC Media Days, it will be talked about how Tennessee will have a chance to win the SEC East. I guarantee it. That's just because that's the way it goes every single year, and they prove people wrong every single year. Year. Okay, next thing that we're going to talk about, QB power rankings. This got brought up, okay? This is a QB power ranking of all college football, all right? And guess who's at the top? Georgia, the number one team in the nation at the quarterback position. Georgia is put down number one. Clemson, I think surprisingly, is given the number two slot and the usual suspects. Again, the little one, two, three punch. Alabama comes in at number three. It says right here the returning starter is Jalen Hurts. But I think my man Tua Tagovailoa will probably be called the starting quarterback by the time it's a Tua show, baby. There's no doubt. But what do you? I mean. You you are our quarterback. You you know how important this position is. I think to a man, every college football head coach will say you're not going to have much success without a good starting 
quarterback. These three teams, Georgia, Clemson, and Alabama, are there. They've got the good starting quarterback. But I go back to my dark horse, number 11 on this list, Aaron. Auburn and Jarrett Stidham. He's getting that second season in the SEC. I think it could be a special one for him. Yeah, but this 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 quarterback rating, it's taking into account, obviously, not just your number one, because this would probably yeah, be yeah, pretty the much whole, the entire position. Room. You know, that yep. Fromm would be the, the top quarterback in the country. And I, I still think Fromm's one of the, you know, probably top 10 QB in the country if we want to look at it. But this has to go with your number one, your number two, maybe even taking account your number three a little bit. And we see all the time, if Georgia did not have Fromm as their backup quarterback last year, oh, man. would they still be? about it. They, I, they, they would have been the SC championship game. I don't know if they would have won that game. Definitely would not have beat Oklahoma and been in and had a chance to win national championship. And you look at pro football. You, you look think, at the Philadelphia okay, so Eagles. Wait, you just said if, if, if Bryce, Eagles, if Bryce Ramsey was the quarterback, you think the dogs, if Bryce is my guy, you think the dogs would have made it to the SEC Bryce championship? Too. Bryce is my boy. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think, I think so either. I think Bryce is a great natural talent. Um, Jake Fromm is just a really good quarterback. He's yeah. a great leader. He he just has a presence about him, and he went out there and demonstrated. And then, and like I said, the Philadelphia Eagles this year. Yep. They don't have Nick Foles, oh, man. a reliable backup, who's played in the NFL, who's excelled in the NFL. They don't have him. They don't win the Super Bowl. No question. I mean, this is taking into account everything, and that's why Clemson's up there. That's why George's up there, and that's why Alabama is up there. They have two legitimate quarterbacks, and I know Clemson yeah. and Georgia – they got these freshmen coming in. They need to prove themselves. And I, a lot of this hype is based on what these guys did in, in high school. And I tell you what, it is a big jump from high school football to big-time SEC football to big-time Absolutely. ACC football. Think these about, kids have a lot to prove. Think about how important that is. Alabama has two quarterbacks with legitimate national championship and SEC championship experience. I mean, that's absolutely insane, but – that's just the way. Yeah, if it I had is. to do it, I would pick Alabama number one. I think so too, because the way Tua threw the ball you, you, when it mattered most. You, I mean, it was insane. I mean, your backup quarterback has what two or three losses in his entire career. Yeah, and he like, has, does has, not turn the ball over. Has won you big time game after big time game after big time game. Has been in the spotlight. So yeah, I mean, you have two legitimate quarterbacks that can that can lead you and proven they can win the big game. So I would put Alabama one if I had to rank this. Georgia two, Clemson three. Again, I, I you know what I actually agree with you on that, but I would go I would go Bama one, Georgia two. Is that what you said? Clemson three. Yes, that's yeah, what I said. I would go with that as well. Um, you just said it though, Jalen Hurts. I mean, the kid has lost three games in his career. He doesn't turn the ball over, and he got his ass benched in a national championship game because he wasn't getting first downs. Think of, think about that. Think about the standard that sets. That's absolutely insane, but. It proved to be right. Rounding out this little QB power ranking, Aaron, Mississippi State comes in at 14 with Nick Fitzgerald. Al, uh, Texas A&M at number 25 with Nick Starkle and Kellen Mund. So most important position on the field, no doubt, Georgia 1, Clemson 2, Bama 3. Let's get into the fun stuff. Let's talk cryptocurrency. I'll just put a disclaimer out. I am not a cryptocurrency guy. I follow it. I don't invest in it. I just don't know much about it. I don't know enough Neither about do it. I. You're just gonna but have a you, fun, come Drew. on, you, you know all fun. about it. You know uh, all no, about no, 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 no. it. And again, if you're listening, don't rush to your Coinbase account or to whatever marketplace you go to and put your life savings into a cryptocurrency. Just have a little fun with us. Aaron did some research. If your SEC team 
or a cryptocurrency, what would it be? All right, when you think of cryptocurrency, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is Bitcoin, right? You turn oh, on yeah, CNBC, the big boy. Bitcoin yeah. this, Bitcoin that, Bitcoin's crashed, Bitcoin's standard. surging. It's insane. It's all anybody talks about. So who is Bitcoin in the SEC? Oh, it's easy. Obviously, it's Alabama. Okay. You know, they're the king of the SEC. They're the king of the country. Everything is kind of to their center. What's the Alabama center? And then everyone, all these coins, these altcoins are comparing themselves to Bitcoin. Can they ever get to that level? So Alabama, Bitcoin, they're the big man on campus. So got to put those two together. I would have to agree with you. Bitcoin's market cap is $178 billion, right? You just said it. They set the standard for cryptocurrency until they, Bitcoin, gets knocked off by some other alternative coin. It is what it is, and Alabama has to be Bitcoin. They are the best of the best. They set the standard, and you got to knock them off if you want to beat them. So I think that was probably self-explanatory. Alabama equals Bitcoin. The next one that I see a lot, Aaron, and I'm not, I'm not exactly going to go into order here, one that I was thinking about buying into before Christmas was Litecoin. I set up a Coinbase account. I was checking it out. I go to Litecoin. It was at like 300 bucks. I text my buddy Evan. I go, Evan, what do you say we buy a few Litecoins, right? Ride the wave. Two weeks later, it crashed to like 110 bucks, and I was like, thank God. I didn't buy it, but Litecoin, kind of an up-and-down type deal, kind of a newcomer. It's got a lot of speed and potential, who knows what could happen? What team is like Litecoin? I, I got to go with Florida. Like you said, a lot of speed, a lot of potential. Dan Mullen coming in right now. A lot of excitement going around Florida. You're in a weak E, so there is that chance that you can have that breakout moment. Just like Litecoin, maybe get up there to close to 300. Maybe not. Maybe you'll be jumping back down to the low 200. So kind of up and down. The consistency is not there. Like we said, you need a quarterback, a good guy behind center to be able to consistently compete no matter what level you're in. Now, Elementary football, high school, college, pro. Boom, there you go. That's my Litecoin. You're the crypto guy. Isn't the difference between like Bitcoin and Litecoin, like you can, like the Litecoin uh, transactions happen faster, right? Isn't that the difference? Like if you wanted to use Litecoin, that your transaction would yeah, go and faster. Yeah, in each, in each, everything is used for different types of transactions too. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I'm a, I'm gonna Listen, go. I'm not an expert at all. <laughs> I know, we're just having Trust fun. Me. I'm gonna go. Know. I'm gonna go Auburn for my Litecoin. I like their offense. Right, I like go. when Gus Malzahn gets his players going. I like. You know, they can get shut down, just like when I almost bought Litecoin before Christmas and it crashed. Much like Auburn playing Georgia in the SEC championship and the spread offense didn't really work that well. But I like the speed. I like getting out into the perimeter, and I like how they challenge people. They make you think. You think you want to go Bitcoin, but then you also have to think about Litecoin. That's like, cool. hey, you like Bama, I like, I but like, they always got to play Auburn in the Iron Bowl. For my Litecoin, I'm Ethereum. going Auburn. Well, Auburn, Ethereum. Okay, explain. Just very solid, very solid, steady. They're kind of playing lately. They're they're just get, they're just they're, they're not the huge peaks in the valleys. It's just constant. They play great defense. They're playing consistent offense. They're just they're there. They're always there, just nagging away. So that consistent football. Reminds me a little bit of the Ethereum. So you like Ethereum, Auburn. Now, Ethereum is the second-ranked cryptocurrency with a market cap of $82 billion. It 
trades at $841 as I look at it right now. You're going to put Auburn as the solid and steady number two in the SEC. Are you sticking with that? I am right now. They got a great quarterback. I mean, they beat Alabama last year, and they beat Georgia. Only teams to do that. Okay, I will take Georgia. I got to go Georgia for Ethereum. They're the solid number two. They're right behind Bitcoin, which is obviously Alabama. So Georgia is going to be my Ethereum. I think you have something else written down right here. But from what I saw last season and from what I see in the future, especially with what Kirby Smart's building on the field and in recruiting, you got to put Georgia as the solid number two. Number two always competes with number one. Georgia is Ethereum in the crypto world. I'm going Georgia. We talked about Alabama being Bitcoin. I'm going Georgia Bitcoin Cash. Now, what is Bitcoin Cash? It's a little bit new. It's a newer technology. Okay. A little something different than Bitcoin. It's a little bit better, but it just needs a little push, you know, a little loving to kind of take that next step to maybe surpass Bitcoin. Okay, so you're going like the newer, trendier version of of Bitcoin. It's a newer, trendier. They're out there grinding their way in the recruiting world. They're out there, you know, flying around from recruit to recruit, grinding the way. They have all the the new facility, all the the glam. Okay. They just need to kind of bust through that wall a little bit. Okay. Okay. Take over. I like that. So Bitcoin Cash is the fourth ranked cryptocurrency. It's got a market cap of twenty one bill. That's with a B word. Okay, they trade at $1,290 as I look at it right now. I'm throwing you a curveball, Aaron. I'm going outside conference lines. Clemson is clearly Bitcoin Cash. Okay, I'm stealing one from you. Clemson is Bitcoin Cash. You said they're the new, they're the trendy, they're the sexy pick. I mean, Clemson's got that crazy facility. Clemson's almost yeah, but we're like not what ban- ACC here. This is SEC, I thought. Well, I just threw you a curveball. You, know, you can't, you, can't, you, know, uh, you do run the show. So. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you, you you know what? You explained Bitcoin Cash a little bit better than what I had known it was to be. So after hearing your explanation of Bitcoin Cash, I'm going to tag Clemson as Bitcoin Cash. And again, it's trading at $1,290 right now. If after this podcast goes live, it jumps to like $2,500 per share, you and I have to take credit for it, okay? 100%. We will certainly certainly do that let's round out this crypto talk i always hear about ripple right ripple this ripple that buy ripple it's super cheap low risk high reward when i hear those things i usually revert to my financial advisor and say keep me away from that because it sounds like a trap what is (laughs) ripple please tell me what ripple is and what team is ripple i I gotta go with kentucky for ripple because obviously the big talk with with cryptocurrency is it's decentralized and then yes. ripple always the talk is is it decentralized is it centralized and for me kentucky is it a football school is it a basketball school obviously the answer is a, a basketball school yes. but for us we want to make it a football school you know they're part of the sec so you kind of want to have some pride in, in saying that but you know you're just not you know are you decentralized are you centralized answer us so Just they be up front. They don't know where who they are. They have an identity crisis. No, the identity crisis. identity crisis. They're part of the SEC, so they obviously want to feel the SEC love when it comes to football, but basketball is just it just outshines them a little bit so ripple for you translates to Kentucky and I'm looking at these crypto charts and again I'm a novice 
Ripple is the third largest market cap in the crypto world with $39 billion in market cap, but they trade at $1. I guess that just means it's extremely oversaturated. There's a ton of shares out there, which scares me a little bit. For Ripple, right now, I'm going Tennessee. Tennessee is oversaturated. We heard way, way, way too much about Tennessee this offseason. Much of it was not good. Why would I buy a lot of what's a lot's already out there, right? I want a lot of what's little out there. I want to drive the demand up. I don't see that with Ripple. Therefore, Tennessee, to me, has got to be Ripple. And I can't wait for people to absolutely disagree with us on social media, the real crypto nerds out there who know what the hell they're talking about saying, I'm crazy for saying Tennessee equates to Ripple. But you say Kentucky is Ripple. You also mentioned Verge. Now, what the hell is Verge? I've never even see, heard I, of that. See, I see. I don't mess with the Verge. It just okay. it, it talks a big game. It think it can. It thinks it can hang with the big boys, but just it, it's like it's it's Vanderbilt. You know, when Vanderbilt oh. want to talk the big smack. Oh yes. Come on, Alabama. We want Alabama. Then they don't even get past the fifty yard line. That's what Verge is. You know, uh, they just yeah. they they want to be at the party so bad, but they're just not getting the invite. If somebody knows what Verge is or owns Verge, please holler at us at Punt and Pass. But I had to go all the way down to number 26 in the cryptocurrency market cap rankings. They've got $932 million of holdings, and they're trading at $0.63. Cents. Or is it $0.06? Cents? It's only $0.06 cents per share, Aaron. I mean, you've got $932 million. Verge seems like a joke to me, so I'll agree with you. I'll go Vanderbilt. They're, not a, they're just not a sports school. They're not a sports school. Sometimes their basketball nope. team can be good. Um, baseball. We talk, they're a great baseball team. They, they got decent baseball they're, they're team. Good and baseball. They're, they're, they're pretty good at golf every now and then. But I'm going to have to agree with you. Vanderbilt equals Verge, and they both start with V. So that makes a ton of sense. And that was uh, Crypto Talk with Punt and Pass. So... That seemed pretty fun. I'm going to be really interested to see. So are you are you going to invest now? Is my question. Did this <laughs> did this excite you a little bit? Maybe I left, jump in. I left my funds just, in Vegas. I left my crypto just, funds in Vegas. We'll just leave it at that. I, say, it's just take your winnings that you made in Vegas and actually listen. We had a great you start time. Now. We saw Sam Felt. We saw Tiesto at Hakkasan. We had a fantastic time. It was a it was a great great time. So I'm just saying well that when some you put some money in these coins. Win a little bit. It's going to pay for some diapers in about five months. So Yes, that was the plan with this Vegas trip. Uh, enjoy my buddy Chandler Catanzaro's bachelor party. He's getting married next weekend in Charleston. Former Clemson kicker, former Cardinals kicker, now a kicker for the Jets. Shout out Chandler and Mika. Congratulations. But we had a great time, and I got that out the way. You know, Jackie enjoyed a girls weekend in Arizona, so... We had a little guy and girls weekend, and now we're back, and we've got a doctor's appointment in the morning, and she's going to be getting into the third trimester next week. So fun was had, but now uh, the final countdown is on, Big Murray. Big Papa. Daddy. Yeah, Big Daddy Butler is daddy. Right, right down the street. I know, oh, man. Goodness. I know. It's crazy. So I mean, if you want to name him Aaron, I won't. I won't we're I'll super be, excited. I'll be honored. It's Godfather a it's, it's a know. girl, so maybe we could go Aaron E R I N. We could do that. E R I N or A R I N. That would be interesting. A R I N. Awesome. Nope. Awesome. Fantastic. All right. So you also said you wanted to talk about, and this will be the last thing we mentioned. 
Baker Mayfield's been making the rounds, you know, the draft prospects and it's teardown season on ESPN and NFL Network. They're just going to tell you everything that everybody does wrong and then have those guys prove what they do right at the combine and throughout the entire draft process. But Baker Mayfield just getting dogged left and right. And I don't, I don't think it's right. And I don't think he deserves any of the comparisons to Johnny Manziel. What about you? Listen, obviously you want to compare them one size wise two. they're, they're, they're tremendous playmakers. They're tremendous competitors. They, they wear their emotions on their sleeve. So there's a lot of comparisons uh, obviously Baker's infamous video of him getting completely decked by a police officer <laughs> then kind of wants to put, you know, then you put him in the category of off the field incidents, the same, similar to Johnny. I don't think he's, uh, as extreme as Johnny Menzel and, and obviously props to Johnny, obviously going in being di- diagnosed as being bipolar, yeah. taking the necessary steps to kind of correct his life, getting rid of the drinking. I see he's working his butt off to try to make his comeback in the NFL. So major props to him for it. It's a, it's, it takes a lot, man, to kind of accept that, you know, we all have our problems, but you know, he's going to try to face it head on. But Baker, listen, Johnny is a first round pick. He was a Heisman trophy winner. And, uh, if obviously if he cleaned his act up a little bit off the field, he could still be playing somewhere in the NFL at the moment. So, you know, I guess it's a good thing to kind of make sure you don't get put into that situation. So I'm sure his agent and, and people surrounding him are telling him, Hey, when people want to bring up the Manziel situation, comparing you to kind of push it away. And, and I kind of agree a little bit. Uh, obviously you don't want to be associated with anything negative. Yeah. You know, whether it's on the field, whether it's off the field, you don't want you want to be compared to someone like a uh, a Drew Brees, Drew Butler, a, a Drew Butler. Exactly. You know these type of guys. These who you want the comparisons. You don't want to be compared to a guy who has pretty much been kicked out of the NFL and been blackballed for a year. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a great comparison. So I don't care if they're the same person personality wise. I don't care if they're the same per- person. If they run the same 40, run the same shuttle, complete the same passes, all that stuff, I'm still saying I don't want to be associated with this guy just because of all the incidents that's happened. So uh, I don't disagree with what he's doing at the moment, kind of try to get away from that shadow. Here's what I think. All publicity is good publicity. And and when I wake up in the morning, I usually turn the television channel to sports-related networks, and it's always Baker Mayfield. That's fine. That's okay. You know his agent loves it. All that matters is that one team loves him and there's probably five teams that are really thinking about him in those top 10 picks if he gets into that room at the combine with those guys blows him away shows him how good he is on the whiteboard talks about his background talks about all the good stuff he did at Oklahoma explains how he just loves and loves and loves football one GM's gonna say that's my guy and we'll take him that's all that matters I think Baker Mayfield's going about it the right way he's keeping his now shut in public I follow him on social media seems like a cool dude lives his life doesn't do anything crazy doesn't post like pics of him drinking or smoking or anything stupid like that it seems like he goes out to dinner with his girlfriend trains during the day and he's getting ready for the combine so I'm a Baker Mayfield fan you made me one uh, he, About damn time he, he, yeah, the train. he finished the drill during the Rose Bowl because that was so awesome. He is a stud. I'm really interested to see where he goes, and obviously we will break down a lot of that draft stuff 
when the time is right. One more question before we finish this up. What do you think of Bill Polian saying Lamar Jackson should be a wide receiver in the NFL? Lamar Jackson, obviously, the quarterback from Louisville, who's a Heisman Trophy winner. Polian's getting a lot of heat for that. Um, I, I just don't think you read that much into it. It's such a silly time to talk football. People say crazy stuff. Bill well, Polian's an older guy. I think he just either misspoke and now he's doubling down or he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about and he's just trying to make a headline. Well, I mean, we can all agree Lamar Jackson is probably one of the, probably one of the most athletic guys in this draft. For sure. I mean, the guy is a freak of nature, whether it's throwing the football, running the football, all that good stuff. So for him, I think the key is obviously go in the mindset that I'm going to be a quarterback. I'm going to work my butt off. I'm going to be around some great coaches that hopefully know how to develop, develop a guy can teach me some good stuff. But at the end of the day and in three or four years, if you're just banging your head against the wall, just banging it, banging it, banging it kind of like the the Tim Tebow situation where it's just not meant to be. You're a phenomenal athlete. You deserve to be on this football field. It's just, we got to find a way to get you on there. Then you kind of go back to John Bourne and say, okay, it's been a few years. It's not working out. Maybe I should, you know, I love the game of football. I want to be on the football field. Let me, you know, let's see if I can play receiver. Yeah. But go into it full steam ahead. You're a quarterback day one and then see what happens from there. If I was Lamar Jackson at the combine and somebody asked me, why do you want to be a quarterback? I would simply answer because when I hit my second contract, if I'm a backup, I'll be making $20 million a year. I mean, it is absolutely crazy. I read that the Jets are thinking about giving Kirk Cousins a guaranteed 60 million dollars in his first two years that they signed him to a contract so hey the nfl salary cap's going up and your quarterback's going to usually take 13 to 15 percent of that salary cap so once it hits 200 million do the math aaron and you'll want to be under center because you will be made in the shade baby gravy train with biscuit Uh wheels no question Uh you can buy so many bitcoins with that money (laughs) a lot of crypto (laughs) A lot of crypto. crypto. All right. Well, that was a fun episode. Again, shout out to all of our listeners. We have eclipsed 200,000 downloads. The little podcast that could, the Punt and Pass podcast. We'll have some announcements coming up here in the next few weeks about what we'll be doing leading up to spring football and like the NFL draft and stuff. Aaron, I have yet to see you. We've got some gifts to give out for our bull pick people. We will get those out as soon as I see Aaron in person. We're going to sign some stuff and ship that out. Anything on the way out there, bud? No, man. Just excited for uh, see what the draft is. You know, see the the obviously the combine, these pro days. We're yeah. gonna probably try to maybe try to get out to the Georgia pro day. See those guys out there okay. rolling. That'd be and, fun. And uh, li- listen, man, it's gonna be spring break pretty soon, and all Ooh. of a sudden it's gonna be spring ball. Should we go do a live yeah. podcast on the beach in Destin or Panama City or something? Ooh, let's do it, man. All or right. maybe somewhere, somewhere in good old Athens. Okay. Okay. Sweet. All right. Well, I'll be at Sage Valley on Friday playing golf. So holler at you then there, big dog. But it's been a good one. For Aaron, I'm Drew. This has been the Punt and Pass Podcast. See ya.